I added a uh, I added a processing stage to the input on my microphone. Uh huh. I added a gate. Oh, nice. Um, because I noticed while I was uh, listening to some older shows that I can hear myself breathing. Oh yeah. So I've put in, and that's, <clears throat> this isn't going to eliminate it, but at least. Uh, Oh, good. I want you to keep breathing. Up and Overcast. Yes. Episode 19 of Up and Overcast. Wherein, again, two geeks of a certain age shoot for about half an hour and hit somewhere far north of that all while getting to know each other after 25 years of long-distance friendship. I'll be Scott Horn for this mission, and William Cooper will be playing himself as usual. Well, I'll try not to. I have a restraining order against myself. Mm. You know, it's illegal in Texas now. Is it? Yeah. Just for me? To play yourself. Specifically? Yeah. They they, they singled me out in Texas? Mm-hmm. Wow. That kind of sucks. There's a sign right at the border. <laughs> William Cooper, put your hands away. Um, <clears throat> keep your hands where we can see keep them. Keep your hands where we can see them, William Cooper. Um, you should know, I do have a keyboard with me again tonight. Oh, hooray. I'm going to hit just one note. You ready? Uh, oh, boy, am I ready. Here it comes. That was a bit of a cheat note. That's like when you get three wishes and your last wish is for a hundred more wishes. It's called After Swirl in GarageBand. <laughs> After Swirl. Yep. I've had that happen to me before. Right, and this is what it sounds like. That's what we should call our podcast, After Swirl. <laughs> See, we should have named it that. Uh, how's it going? It's all right. Been a hectic day. I'm glad yeah. it's almost over. Here, too, it's very hot. Here in uh, Seattle, yeah. What'd you say? Eighty-seven, something, some kind yeah, of. Yeah, it hit, hit ninety like that. Woo! Ninety yesterday, and in the eighties today. That is extremely unusual, even for the summer mm-hmm. here. And it is uh, not not the summer. So mm-hmm. I'm very uh, very hot and sweaty here in my room. I'm sweltering, kind of. Wait for this podcast. You need a basement. I don't know what that accent was. I was kind of all over the place. Um, <clears throat> I do have a basement. Well, you should podcast from there, but it's cooler down there. Yeah, that's not a bad Maybe idea. Maybe a little clammy, but... Yeah, it's a shared basement, so when the neighbors come down... They have to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, they'll be guests on the podcast, right? Just always keep a couple extra mics and chairs. Uh, that's funny. I'll be sitting in the middle of our storage space with a microphone and a stand. Hey, Welcome. Put a little folding table, a pot of coffee. <laughs> oh, nice. Reception get, area. Yeah, and get one of those uh, lights that say recording, and you can put it on the door outside. Ooh. Just flip it on. Oh, I want one of those anyway. Yeah. That's a purchase for right after the show. <laughs> going to get on Amazon. Yeah, I am. Bet, so. I can, bet I can find one of those. Oh, yeah, I want one of those. Okay, do you remember? That'll make, that'll make it feel like a real podcast. That's what we've been missing. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah. We've also been missing reading our notes where we very specifically put, very quick, <laughs> very let's quick. leap in. Okay, so. let's, 
I tell you what, let's leap in. All right. Nerd alert. What are we nerding about this week? <laughs> we nerding? We have uh, a lot of nerding uh, going on. Substantial um, amount of nerding about media. Yeah. This is sort of a nerd nerd category catch-all, really. Um, yeah. We're going to try to really just plow through all that's going on with media. Yes. And keeping, storing your stuff. Yeah. Stay tuned. Don't, don't turn away. This is going to mm. be good. He promises. I didn't promise promise. that. Remember, William promised that. So William's the one who has to deliver on that. On my head be it. (laughs) So what's the problem with media? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And the end. Um... (laughs) I mean, our our whole lives, you know, we've been creating it, living with it, Mm -hmm. trying to store it. Uh, you know, we could break it up into thirds, kind of. It's like there was the analog world, mm-hmm. and then there was this mixed mode where we've got digital stuff and analog stuff. Some of our yes. digital stuff's on analog media and vice versa, and then all digital, kind of the utopia, quote-unquote, where we are now. Yes. But, you and- know, I look around, I'm wondering, where where is all my stuff? <laughs> well, I'll tell you where my stuff is. It's in the basement. Okay. <clears throat> um, we have been, I think I mentioned it on previous episodes, that we've been doing a basement uh, reorganizing. And as I go through these little boxes, they are stacked from the back of the wall all the way forward. And you go back in time <laughs> as you get closer to the back of the wall. That sounds fairly organized. <clears throat> Yeah, well, it's just been you know mm-hmm. you just pile and you next you pile and you pile. Um, so as we're sorting through, I'm finding things like oh yeah, this is the stuff from last Christmas and these are these things. And then I hit this place. So the back, so the middle, it's funny because it's exactly how you described it. The front just has stuff from the house, and then the whole middle of our sorting has been this mixed media world, where I've got. DVDs and VHS tapes. Yeah, we went through a very ugly time there where we couldn't decide what to store stuff on. (laughs) That's right. And I obviously couldn't decide because I have everything down there. And it was was so freeing to go down and say, hey, all the VHS tapes, tapes, gone. Donate. All of them. (laughs) Wow. Um, But there are weird things down there like, uh, excuse me, there are... I found a, an old DVD burner that is as large as a laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> down there that I was so excited to get and thought it was just it was expensive and it was like oh it's cutting age, uh, and it is cutting age. Mm, cutting. <laughs> I'd like to cut my age. <laughs> yeah, I would like. I'd like to cut that too. Uh, one of those cutting. late night infomercials. Cut your age in half <laughs> cut your with this age one stupid trick. <laughs> yeah, with this DVD burner. Um, it's cutting edge, um, and I, I came found in a box, and and uh, Joe was like, "What is that?" Like, what do you What oh do you God. think you paid for your first DVD burner? Because I know what I paid, and it's <sighs> very embarrassing. I want. I mean, it was a couple hundred dollars, right? Um, maybe <laughs> more than that. What did you pay for yours? Six hundred. Oh my gosh! Dollars <laughs> in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. 
Well, that must have been what mine cost because that's about the the time that I had this. Well, so. a year later they were two hundred bucks, so you maybe <laughs> were smarter. Maybe it was you just waited bucks. one more year. Yeah, but it's just this massive, huge thing that like one small little DVD goes into and it just burns it. So, uh, right, which so. itself was just a way to move media from one media to another largely right we weren't recording it, it was just another it was just another transfer medium it was just a thing to put stuff on to keep it right yeah we were in that middle ground and that mm-hmm. middle ground is where all just all the crap is i mean it's uh right and it itself now needs to be rolled forward and so there's this constant need to roll things forward until you get to where we are now where Pretty much, if we just keep getting a bigger hard drive, we never need anything else. Right. Yeah. And I I think I, it, it dawned on me that we're at that age because, you know, like I said, we, we are donating all the VHSs. I've got anything that isn't a Blu-ray I'm donating. It's like, wow, this is fantastic. We're finally at this place that I'm even donating all our CDs because we just do streaming all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was just, it was so weird to look down there and find things like uh, zip drives. Zip. That's from that <laughs> middle era. Yeah. And zip media. I'm like, what? Is, I don't even have a drive. I just have the media. I'm like, well, I, nothing I can do with this. <laughs> just no idea what's on it. Um, so, uh, I yeah, the, the zip drive, I'll tell you a um, quick story about the zip drive. I don't have my zip drive anymore because um, also in the middle period of where I was sort of uh, single and attempting to date, I went out with this this woman and on our first date, we spent the whole date uh, with her telling me how much she was still in love with her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. and how the, she really hoped that they'd get back together. Um, <laughs> You're a very patient man. Yeah, and I didn't see this as a as a red flag. I was like, "Well, now what do I do?" I mean, I can't say this is not going to work out. So, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll go out a few more times and uh, had two more dates. And on on the last date, I was at her house with my zip drive, doing something, backing up her computer, storing something. I don't even know what I was doing. And it was taking, was she there with you, or did you yeah, break was, in, or what? How'd no, you... <laughs> she was there. It was part of this our date. It was and, something she wanted to happen. Yes, yeah, something she wanted to happen, and it was taking a long time. And so she said, "Well, I'm going to go to bed. Uh, just let yourself out." So I sat there for a couple of hours. William, William, William. I know it's terrible. <laughs> For a couple of hours, like do 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 do, I was like, "Wait, what am I doing?" And uh, I I just left. I'm like, "I'm not doing this. I'll tell her later." But I forgot my drive. So you okay? <laughs> and that was the last I ever talked to her. Saw my drive. I just I'm like, "I'm I'm not. What am I doing?" William um, Cooper, service animal. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> It was ter- it was a real eye opener. I'm like, what? This isn't right. So she's you know snoring in the other room, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, twenty five percent done. Do 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 do. Boy, I love dating. 
Only one of you. Me. Only one of you is dating William. That's yeah. I know. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. Yeah, I figured that out just just now. Yeah. Um, but you're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I do try. So as a result, I have a lot of zip media downstairs and no drive, and uh, mm. I'm not going to get a drive. Do you, you don't happen to have the one from her hard drive? That might be interesting to go through. No, no, I don't. Okay. I, I don't at all. But, so, uh, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to run through a list of some of the old, you know, media things that we've had to deal with over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, the analog years were pretty messy, but the thing about that was is it's analog and everything you had stayed on the thing it was put on. There was yes, no urge yeah. to move it from one thing to another because the, the idea was just, you know, you can't back stuff up, so you didn't worry about it. You just, right. everything you had was original media. Right. Eight millimeter film. Su- yeah. Super eight. Mm-hmm. Reel to reel tapes. Mm-hmm. Eight mm-hmm. track tapes. Oh, yeah. Cassette tapes. Oh, my gosh. I have so many cassette tapes down there. Polaroids. 35 uh-huh. millimeter. Kodak 125, Kodak 110, Betamax, VHS, 8mm videotapes, high 8 videotapes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And all this is analog. Uh-huh. But once it was, you recorded it on there, and mostly what I'm talking about here is media that people created themselves. You know, it wasn't, yes. You weren't, yes. You weren't going out. Movies and stuff. Yeah, you weren't out. Yeah. So, um, um, I guess people bought movies on VHS and Betamax, but um, really what I'm talking about is the stuff you make yourself. Yeah, right, right. And so whenever you, uh, you would just keep these things in shoeboxes and photo albums and you went and got the original and if it required a player, you put it in its player, which is probably the thing you recorded it with. Right. And you didn't generally have copies. For photos, you had negatives, but... That lack of ability to make copies meant you didn't worry about it. It wasn't until things got digital that we had this wonderful opportunity, which became an oppressive responsibility in me to back everything up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm going through that right now as we speak, going through a whole uh, revitalizing of our backup routines and what we're doing and where we're backing stuff up and do you remember what you first worried about backing up what the media was or what it came from um hmm no not really i'm pretty sure for me it was floppy disks yeah 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 because it was the first piece of media i had where there was even the concept of copying right yeah 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 I mean, you could copy a cassette to a cassette, but that wasn't something people did. But a floppy no. disk, you can make a perfect copy of. It's just bits, That's and you move fine. the bits from one floppy disk to another floppy disk, and you got two, and they're same. That's kind of funny, because you the only reason you would copy a cassette to a cassette is to give to somebody. You wouldn't say, well, I've got I've got a fortune in these cassettes. I'm going to go get some blank cassettes and back, them, back up. them all up. <laughs> all right. I think the floppy disk is where we started this personal mental concept of, is my stuff backed up? Right. Yeah. And, um, but you could copy floppy disks to other floppy disks, and then eventually you could copy your floppy disks to hard disks. Eventually you could copy your hard disks back to tape. Mm-hmm. So we're back in ugliness again. 
Oh my we were gosh. So close, so close to heaven. And we <laughs> and then we're back on tape and everything sucks again. This is a real nerdy thing, but I I had completely forgotten ta- tape backups. Uh-huh. Wow. Wasn't that horrible? Terrible. Terrible. I'll bet less than 1% of data ever backed up to a tape was ever successfully <laughs> restored from it. I'm sure. Oh my god, the worst the system. Worst. And then when digital audio and video formats became available, again, they're on tape. So mm-hmm. we're not generally copying them unless you had a super duper computer with what at then that time was a ridiculous two gigabyte hard drive, you know, to write your data to <laughs> so you could spit it back out to a different tape. Right. But that's where you start with, for me, the major worry, do I have all my media backed up? Because I was making digital videotapes and I couldn't back them up. Thus, the spending of $600 on a on a DVD burner when they became mm-hmm. available. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. And that's why I backed up all my stuff. Right. And thing. now that's yeah. totally obsolete. Mm-hmm. In this crossover years, what was our stuff? We had the floppy disks, the hard disks, digital eight, mini DV. Uh, what else did we record on? The computer itself, I guess, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yep, then yep. all that stuff had to be backed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays, uh, I was just noticing that they, you know, we also went through this period where the, um, uh, they weren't really called thumb drives back then, but they were, you know, st- sticks or whatever they were called when they first happened, came yeah. out. And we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, USB that's when we're in the pure digital realm, pretty much after 2000. Yeah, but now these things are like one tetrabyte large. I found one online. I'm like, you're kidding me. I can get a one tetrabyte Are you trying USB? to say terabyte? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. No, tetrabyte. That's would, how big it is. I would love what a tetra to get a tetrabyte, but first we'd have to. Define <laughs> I have been the drinking. Term. Okay. Is is that Jeez. bigger than it must? That must be the thing after petabyte. It must be tetrabyte petabyte. Well, you must be living in the future because mine are only <laughs> in terabytes. <laughs> tetrabyte boy, <laughs> sharp shot already. <laughs> but but yeah, since pure digital in two thousand. But there's an explosion of media types after that. It's only now, just now, settling down. CDRs, DVDRs, BDRs, zip disks, flash, compact flash, memory stick, SD, mini SD, micro SD, USB thumb drives, SSD. And now, the cloud. Yes. <laughs> yes. So everything's fine oh, now. But um, I've kind of circled back to the original not copying thing because... It just got out of control. The explosion in the amount of data that an individual creates and has to keep track of with all, in all these devices. Um, but now our phones are our primary primary memory making devices, and they back up mm-hmm. to the cloud, uh, which is fine until we want to, you know, do something with our media, and then right. <laughs> we're back. To, then, yeah, but the data just scatters all over these hard drives, and the hard drives scatter across our homes mm-hmm. and sites too. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. most of the photos I I put on Facebook, like my entire life now is on on Facebook. Yeah, and people use some um, Flickr, and they've mm-hmm. used other Flickr. things over the years, and yep. But I used to round up all my digital video and my pictures on the SD cards they were stuck on, and I would, you know, painstakingly copy them to a media drive. 
And then when that media drive got full, I'd start a new media hard drive. My latest external media hard drive is eight terabytes. Oh my gosh. But yeah, even then, gotta... it's just too much to actually do something with. You mean tetrabytes, right? Tetrabytes, sorry. Yes. Yeah, the right. T stands yeah. for tetra. Right? <laughs> yeah. As we've learned. Tet- Tetris bytes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You know, we are... Um, see, I'm going a little bit in the opposite direction because... Uh, well, so we, am I. We are doing... Uh, oh, well, I'm going opposite from that. So there, burn. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've done a 360 on me. <laughs> I have. I've done a 720. <laughs> Figure that out. I'm a little dizzy. Uh, we are. Uh, I'm. I'm backing up. Uh, doing one of those backup services online. I'm doing Backblaze. Oh, I've been meaning to try something like that. Yeah. Now that so, I have real internet. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying that right now. Uh, not right now because it slows things down a bit. With the but even backup. to use that, you've got to have centralized your stuff into a drive that then gets backed up. You sure do. Right. Now here's the problem. All these SD cards, and I've got video cameras. You know. Um, 35 millimeter SLR, you know, digital SLRs and all this stuff. And I've given up on trying to get all that centrally managed and, and yeah. archived. So yeah. do you know what I do now? When the card is full, I take it out of the device. I put a little label on it. It says what device it came from and the date range of the material on it. Mm-hmm. I put it in a shoebox. I'm back to analog days, baby. <laughs> you are. Wow. No more reusing SD cards. They're three dollars, you know. So why buy? You know, a big yeah, one is ten bucks. Yeah. So yeah. don't just consider that the storage medium. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that definitely that definitely works. I'm I'm going to be buying another camera here coming up. Um, well, just buy yourself ten sixty four gig cards I and probably just should some little mailing labels or something and right on there yeah. and yeah I'm. Uh, I forgot to tell you at the top of the show, I, I'm going to need to talk to HR because I'm going to need a week off from this podcast in October because we're going to Hawaii. Hmm. Yeah. You're going to record some media there, do you think? I Create w- some memories on I'm going to record cards? a lot of media. Yeah. Right. I am or getting an actual, cloud? I'm getting an actual camera because I have discovered, I, I've asked, started to ask myself, why am I taking photos with my phone? Everyone takes photos with their phone, but. The best why? camera is the one you have with you. Wow. That, that's why you... profound. Yeah, I didn't make that up. <laughs> oh. Is that John Roderick? Stupid. <laughs> yes, my boyfriend, John Roderick. <laughs> I'm still very much in love with him, William. Would you go out on dates with me to talk about it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> sure. Only if you go to sleep and let me... Uh, back, back up my, data. Yeah. my laptop for me to yeah. zip disks. Yeah. Right. That's the only way I understand uh, Well, if you ever romance. find a zip... Tr- if you ever find this piece of zip media and you need to find out what's on it, I'm your man because oh. all, all, every single piece of media I've listed tonight, I have a device that will oh, read I'm, it. I thought about that when we went through the basement. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, Scott has stuff to read every single thing we're finding now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it. there's anything I can't read. We even found some uh, little uh, mini discs, and we're like, well, what are we going to do with these? I got a mini disc player. <laughs> I know you do. I used to sneak it into concerts to record them surreptitiously before oh, yeah. solid state recorders. I think I might have been with you on one of those. Yeah. One I of have, those outings. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you heard of a performer named Amy Mann? I, I have one of hers. Do you? 
You have sure. one of her? I have one of her on, on a mini disc. <laughs> wow. Should probably back that up. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's all very interesting. Um, I, it was a real trip through memory lane for me too. And uh, it, so yeah, I don't know. We haven't hit the last few boxes. I have no idea what, what, what I'll find. Probably floppy disks and then stone tablets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, who knows what, maybe a cassette player from my Atari computer that, <laughs> that has a game on it or something. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about my, um, big boy, paper media thing? Uh, boy, do I. <laughs> okay. I am, I am, I was so blown away by this and so potentially excited. We'll see where it's going to go, but I, I, I want to talk about this. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll cut to the summary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a shed with 40 years of the paper, um, the data recorded by a large radio astronomy telescope uh, in it during its whole operation from the 60s through the 80s. That's just amazing. And how did that come to be? Um, just incredible. Yeah. yeah. So how I, did that? I know come I'm to a be? pack rat. I've got you know these crazy um, um, LPs and all this other stuff that we listen to sometimes on the show, but this is way beyond that. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, in the early 2000s, I volunteered to help a group of um, professional and academic ex- astronomers with some computer donations and help them set up Linux on these computers that I donated to them. Can't remember where I first heard about them needing this help, but anyway, I I showed up with some old computers from yeah. work and put Linux on them for them. Now, these folks had previously worked on a very large radio telescope that had been in operation from the 60s through the 80s, but that was long gone at this point. What they were doing was basic experimentation towards a new type of radio telescope that could scan all the sky all the time using an array of hundreds of small antennas with the spectrum from those antennas being recorded to computer for analysis using a technology called beamforming. Mm-hmm. The experimentation part of that is way over my head, uh, but the computer and networking parts I was useful for. So that was how I got involved with these people. Um, after a few years, the principal researcher moved his uh, research out to Arizona, and the group that was left behind kept working on their experiments here in Ohio, but they didn't need me anymore. So I kind of slowly stopped going to the meetings. And skip ahead a decade, or or like 2010 or so, Mm -hmm. and they're getting kicked out of the space in the university building they were housed in, including not only their current experiments, but the many decades of the paper pen trace recordings of all the full-time operations of this large telescope they had operated. Uh, This data had been living in a semi-truck trailer on the side of the building for over a decade. Uh Uh-huh. And when I found out about it from their mailing list that they were going to move um, and just throw it all out, I uh, I went into superhero mode. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, we went out to help them move, and I just got started thinking this data, this life's work of some of these folks, of the instrument itself, was worth preserving at the time when they put it in this trailer 
And right. that hadn't changed, so it's worth preserving now. So I told them I would house it all in my employer's basement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't how, know how that gra- part. How gracious of me. Of course. <laughs> so then I had I talked to my employer, and I fudged uh, more than a little bit. I said it was just a few filing cabinets. <laughs> right. And then we rented a, a truck and cleaned and moved all the stuff. It was a couple dozen filing cabinets and about 40 banker's boxes into my employer's basement. This was a hell of a job. I, I, I damaged my knees so badly then that they've really never recovered. I oh, pretty much had Those... messed up knees since we did this. Yeah. Those are heavy. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a hellacious job. I never should have done, um, done so much of it myself. Yeah. Anyway, a year later, it, my employer kicked me out of the basement. <laughs> I was going to say, did you did they they go to the basement at some point before that and say, "What is this?" or did did it Yeah, that happened frequently, and I yeah. explained what it was and how important it was and and uh anyway, eventually they said, "No, we need this space. You got to get rid of this." Right. Um so I decided I would pony up for a year's worth of storage at a self-storage place near my home. Mm-hmm. So I contacted all those volunteers again and had them all back out again and we hauled it all again. And then after that year was up, I had built a or gotten a, a fresh new shed. Yes. And we, my wife and I slowly over the course of a couple months moved the cabinets basically one at a time into the shed. I'll bet she loved that. It was good. <laughs> it was fine. Wow. And I destroyed my knees some more. So mm-hmm. of course you did. Because now it's only two of you. So that's why I have this and it remains there to this day and uh safe and sound and still as useless pile of, of paper as it's ever been. Right. Now, the reason this is suddenly interesting again. Very interesting. Is the recent discovery of a large hidden ninth planet, which then led to the discovery that its existence was recorded and could have been recognized on some old radio telescope data from almost a century ago. Now, this had nothing to do with the astronomers here on this project, but they looked Mm -hmm. at that and went, hmm, I wonder what discoveries are hidden in the decades of data on our old telescope. (laughs) So this question is a real and valid one now. Are there planets hiding in my shed? (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. Right. But how would you ever Uh, find it? Yeah, if only you had a scanning device. Yeah, so that's that's it's got to happen, and we I tried to get them to do that back in like 2011, 2012, when this stuff was still at my employer's because they've got these large digital scanners there. Right. And uh, we did a pilot project then. I I had um, like four of the guys came out, and we spent the afternoon on a Saturday afternoon and digitized a box of stuff, and they're like wow, I think this would really work. I said, yeah, all you got to do is organize crews to come out here on the weekends and scan this stuff. And I'll facilitate that. But then we got kicked out. Right. But 
the very same scanner we were using for that test when my employer um, got rid of that whole device, they were trading it in on a new one and the company that was hauling away the old one didn't even want it. They gave us a trade-in for it, but they didn't actually want it. So I actually yeah, right. did them a favor, and I said, you know what? I'll take care of this scanner for you. <laughs> and so it disappeared into my shed with the with the stuff. So the equipment to scan the paper is in the shed with the paper. That is just astounding. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we'll we'll stay tuned and see what happens with this. But without without you, where would these files go they'd be destroyed i mean we're they would have been destroyed in 2010 that's just and that's nuts you know i mm -hmm. i that's amazing i'm glad you did it because you're right i mean it's decades worth of research why would anyone toss those things out you know that they, they had run out of options and yeah. it had been decades since anybody had looked at it wow but so you found this out through uh through a uh um not really. Is it a news group that you're belong yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I when I started volunteering with them, they put me on their um, on their mailing list. Yeah, it's, yeah it's just an email mailing mail server. That's yeah. exciting. Yep. So yeah, you uh, you know the, how I found out you you texted me and I I was all smart assy jokey face. You're right. like, you, no, I, I don't think you're understanding. No, I don't think you understand what I'm saying to you. <laughs> well, it never crossed your mind that this was the only right. copy never. of data, that this was some, okay, they left this over from having recorded it some other way. So right. no, this, this, this is the raw data. This is, and, uh, although at the time, at least in the later years, while the telescope was running, they were also writing pen trace data to a computer. It was at much, much lower resolution than is on the, the paper scans. Yeah. Yeah, I had thought that you were just, you know, like, yeah, I have that, that data in my garage. You know, it exists many, many, many other places, but I just happen to have a copy of it. Maybe I should look <laughs> through it. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be fun? And you were like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah, This is, this is the data. There is no other data but this. Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, yeah. yeah, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I will look. We'll, we'll look forward to hearing uh, hearing back. You haven't heard anything back since we. Oh since no! The, just that confirmation that this is that is the stuff they're talking about because yeah. um, um, there was other, you know, in the years before I was involved with them, there were volunteers who had scanned other data from this uh and uh i guess they did these other these 3d kind of plots and there was a guy who had taken it on as his mission to scan those and he had was creating his own scanning hardware and it was very painstaking and it took him like three weeks to do a piece of paper kind of a an issue um but this and so when they were mentioning this i said are you talking about the stuff I've got or the stuff the other folks got and they confirmed it was this stuff. So the wow. hope is that'll lead to the interest in getting off their butts and getting a plan yeah. together to actually scan it. I mean, we, we proof of concepted it, you know, yeah. four years ago. Right. So. And name a planet after you. <laughs> after my shed. <laughs> yeah. After your shed. <laughs> shed planet. Perfect. <laughs> 
No one want to go. You want a vacation on Shed Planet? Um, eh. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it makes me think about when uh, I've mentioned this to you too. The thing that that reminds me of is the you know back in I don't even know what years this was. We so many of us were in uh, SETI uh, screensavers. Oh yeah, yeah. On our machines, and what these would do is, you know, when you're when you're when you weren't were you using your machine, it went to screensaver mode. It would just chunk through all of this data, looking for extraterrestrial proof of extraterrestrial communication or existence. Right. It, it your computer would get sent a little little piece of uh yeah of of um of radio telescope data. Yeah. And chunk through. Would, right, and would chunk through it looking for patterns. Yep. Yeah. And all of us were, there's so many of us, and it was exciting to watch because I, I didn't know what I expected. Expect, you know, to, some alert to like come up. A green alien to form on your screen. <laughs> yeah, right. and you'd, a, hey, guys, I got one. I got yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was SETI at home. Do you know if that's still running? Uh, I don't know if that's still running. Um, it probably should be. Yeah. The, the one I remember that came after that was folding at home. Was, right. Um just doing calculations and um and uh it was a very easy to parallelize process apparently and so and i just found out that that is still a thing folding at home SETI at home is still a thing too that's great look at that uh, so wow. why'd we stop did we start you know, i don't know why did we stop that seems yeah, weird it just it was, wasn't cool all the cool kids weren't doing it anymore i guess not i did to, didn't find an alien yeah, I remember folding at home. I, I did that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was running it on my PlayStation Three. Oh, nice! Look at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's what that kind of made me think of, and how exciting that was. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll stay tuned to that. Um, so the 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 other related thing, I was little story I was going to tell you. Um, I, I told you. This couple, I don't even know what day we're on. I'm so hot in here. Um, I uh, i was really into to astronomy um, when I was in college. Took a few courses and uh, thought maybe that's where I was going to head, but didn't head, didn't head that way. Um, and uh, I, was, I was a pretty good student. I was really, you know, I was your, your teacher's pet. Who I studied for everything, and I... I I was all prepared and all ready and my pencils were sharpened (laughs) (laughs) and I showed up to astronomy class and had forgotten that we were having a test. I don't know how it happened. Weirdest thing. And it was just astronomy 101, your basic level. And I'm sweating. I'm like, I didn't study any of this stuff. I have no idea what's on this test. Mm. And as I start to see the questions, on the test, I'm like, what, you know, what am I going to, um, I'm going to look up the thing here so I can do it. Um, how am I going to figure out what these are? You know, what these answers are. And so then you I started... built a time machine, you went forward, got an iPhone, <laughs> took it back with you and used it. Is that what you did? No. Oh, okay. I started singing in my head. Just remember that you're standing on a planet. <laughs> you are kidding me. No. And revolving at 900 miles. Oh, 900 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> it's orbiting at 19 miles a second. <laughs> it's reckoned. 
Yeah, all these things. Auto spiral alarm at 40,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Moving at a million miles a day. And uh, yeah, I, I passed it. <laughs> just Monty he... Python yeah. gave you the tools you needed to pass your Astronomy 101 exam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I know. You got to put that in the show notes for sure. We need a link I, to that. I definitely will. But it was such a great moment of like, I'm a nerd. I win. I know all these answers. <laughs> so uh, thank you, uh, Eric Idle, I believe. For sure. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Wow. Is that enough nerding? I hope so. Whew. It's a lot of nerding. <laughs> I'm nerded out. I don't know. I think uh, when we go into our music section here, we're going to continue our nerd theme just a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. Music in rear view. Back in about 2005 or so, uh, NASA started posting audio files from the Cassini spacecraft which was encountering Saturn and or Jupiter. And uh, one of these files had this really spacey, sounded like sci-fi music. Hmm. And me and, and lots of people apparently thought it would be a great idea to make music out of that. Ah, okay. There was... um, Cool. This one performer who I'm familiar with named Dr. Shorn who did mm. who did one of these. I found some some CDs from Dr. Shorn downstairs. Is uh, it's fascinating. He's a pretty enough. obscure performer. It's amazing mm-hmm. that you yeah, found Yeah, I, I still have them. But uh this uh this piece of media that NASA released was called PIA 07966. It's very catchy. Mhm. And uh so uh, if you don't mind, I was going to play a little bit of this yes, please uh, do. this tune that a performer named Dr. Shorn did back in 2007, almost a decade ago now. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say.
You're listening to Up and Overcast After Hours. Music for a contemplative mood. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> Even with the heavy breathing. It's like a little exciting there, but <laughs> you 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 really like your Cassini, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, that was on uh, SoundCloud, um, and uh, nice. when I was on SoundCloud looking for that thing I had done back in 2007, I found searched by that name, and I found like a dozen songs other people had done using that same sample. Really? So. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Around this around the same period. Did you listen to any of them? Were they were they I did not. Hmm. Well they can't be as good as Dr. Shorn. I didn't I didn't want to know if they were. No, they they're <laughs> impossible. Very fragile Completely ego. Impossible. Dr. Shorn has a very fragile ego. Yeah, that's why he hasn't put out too much. Right, he only does uh things. one every decade or so. I think he's he's due for another one. I think his his first release was in like nineteen ninety eight and then uh, yeah. two thousand seven. So I think we're due. Oh, don't tease me. I I could I need another Dr. Shorn. So do I. <laughs> I bet you do. Well, that was really great. Thanks for uh thanks for sharing that. You have your own um your own composition. Yeah. That's really cool. It's probably What did you record it on? Did you record it on That the, was GarageBand. Uh... Dr. Shorn is oh. generally an experiment in technology. Hmm. In 1998, um um the first release, um, um, what was it called? Hot Dance Hits or something, Volume 1. Something. <laughs> I can't remember what he did. Yeah, um, he was, uh, had a weird phase there. And uh, No, they're all, they've both been named that. Hot, um, dance, Hot mix, dance Mixes, Volume 1, I believe, um, mm-hmm. was done because uh, a company called Sonic Foundry put out a sampling application called Acid. Oh, yes. Right, and it lets you make eight-track uh, sampling-based uh, music, and so the first release was just experiment in making music with that software. Right. In two thousand seven, this one was because Apple came out with GarageBand. Uh huh. So this so we was have... an experiment using GarageBand. So we need a new software platform, right. and so then you'll make a new software com- oh, platform boy. comes out. There'll be a reason to do another one. That's gonna take a while. Okay, I won't hold my breath. Okay. Or I won't breathe heavy. Or at all. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. So, well, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I, we should. I think you know what time it is. I do know what time it is. I think you is. know what to do. Yeah. It's time for our next hour-long segment. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not. What am I talking about? It's time to go. Uh, and before we go, we do a little thing. We do a little thing Tell people how to contact us. How to contact us. And you can contact us at upandovercast.com. You can read our show notes there or on our Facebook page, Up and Overcast. Or you can email and, not or, you can do all of these things, please. And you can email us at podcast at upandovercast.com. Okay. And be sure to do that if you guys think of it, you know? Yeah. We'd love to hear from uh, anybody this morning. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like Anybody we check it very often. We, we refresh our inbox probably only once every 30 or 40 seconds. So it's yeah. not like we're waiting or anything. No, no. And I mean, you know, it's if you're out there somewhere in space, floating around, drop us a line. If you're a spacecraft floating around Saturn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bored, send an email. Yeah, send an email out, please. Well, as usual, I um 
I have one last question for you before we wrap things up. Yes, what would that be? William, what other sounds have you heard from space? Well, I certainly have heard a lot of sounds coming from Uranus. Go for the cheap shot. Yeah, that'll bring in the 10-year-old demographic for sure. (laughs) We got it. We have to expand our demographics. You know, I never really played much of this little keyboard I got here tonight. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, I'll give you little notes from that. Yeah, please tinkle on it. Dr. Shorn lives! <laughs>